Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Dave, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right? I'm doing pretty well. Mark, it's good to see you. Avery, good to see you. I'm ready to talk this, some some sports today. This Mark. feels like a opening, like a um, the opening scene from a movie where we all make sure we say each other's names so that people watching know who the characters are. Oh, this is an exposition scene. It's an introduction. Yes. Good morning, Mark. Innes. That's right. Yeah. Oh, if it's not my old friend that I used to work together with before we sold this business and are falling out, Sean. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like a lot of exposition happening in the first. It's not my football graduate friend, Dave Skull. <laughs> it's not my mortal enemy. How are you? I'm good. We're doing man. good? Yeah, I feel good. I'm running on not a lot of sleep, Mark, but I'm running on, 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 on vibes and chicken wings. I'm good to go. And focus. <laughs> Product placement. We're full of it here today. Ready? Oh, well done. There you go. That's the sound of Dave getting even more focused. That's right. On Josh Passner. Control yourself. Put those pants back on. We're going to talk about Georgia Tech uh, and uh, Josh Passner basketball. Put your unwieldy mask back on. (laughs) Your unwieldy fake. I hope he wears it back just for me. Yeah, I think maybe he will with all the old spittle marks. Uh, just for old times' sake, I miss it. Like that was—I feel like that was Josh Pastner in his ultimate form. Uh, I think Josh Pastner in his ultimate form was when he coached at uh, Memphis and came here and actually beat Louisville and then bragged about his team's APR uh, in the post-game press conference. In fact, said that he basically that it's impossible that you uh, Rubes are accusing us of taunting you on the way out. We have a really good APR, as if people who do well in school. Never taunt anyone. Ever. I know that, that that's clearly true. You know what we need to do in, in honor of uh, facing Josh Pastor in Georgia Tech tonight for summary? We need to find the clip of him at Media Days talking about them being an engineering school and putting people on the moon and all that stuff. We got to find that. Cause, I mean, it was, look, it was plenty funny when I read it. It was pretty but the, good. Him actually saying it is even funnier. And I'm trying to deaden all of my sadness by making jokes. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest with you. And, and, and look, if this is not – trust me, this is not 
we're not going to veer right into negativity. That's not what this is. I'm just going to tell you, like, it's really hard, no matter if you've watched teams this year or not, and I've watched every team in the ACC at least once. I'm not going to tell you that during this depressing basketball season I've gone out of my way to watch, like, Georgia Tech, B.C., um, but I have watched every team in this league at least once, Mo- most of them multiple times. But when I like look at these matchups from an analytical perspective, Mark, it's really hard to do that this year <laughs> because when you go down the list, you're like, well, Georgia Tech's a very bad team. <laughs> you know, like I'm looking at everything going statistically, there's nothing they do really well. I think maybe the only thing that they're like remotely, like maybe in the top third of the NCAA in is turnovers. They don't turn the ball over that much. Well, that's good. That's nice for them, right? Everyone's got to have a thing. But like, it doesn't really matter when I'm analyzing this because really, when we're playing these bad teams, it all just matters on. It, it just all depends on Louisville. Are you coming out and and, and playing? Are you giving effort? Are you? Uh, sane between the whistles are you working towards a common goal or have you lost your mind again you know and that's are really you all that matters sane he says <laughs> are you no coherent? i am not thank you avery you're welcome now i know where avery is at but like you know what i mean like it's really not how much analysis can you do when you're like well it's two bad teams playing each other it is and frankly it's just who's going to show up and do more of what they haven't done this year to this point, how much is a core four gonna gonna improve between games one and two? You know how much of an effort, how much of a of a, an impact can he make? Because there's nothing that that Georgia Tech just at its core, there's nothing they're gonna do that's gonna overwhelm Louisville. Louisville can can overwhelm themselves. You know they can they can contribute, and they can make it bad. But like just on its surface, there's nothing that Georgia Tech does to overwhelm you. But we've seen. Plenty of regular to bad teams overwhelm Louisville this year, including Notre Dame last weekend. So really, it's incumbent on these kids to come out and, and do something they haven't done this year very much. And let's play 40 minutes of, of effort basketball and, and maybe try to look like a coherent team. Is there still time, you think, uh, to... Because this is exactly how I'm uh, thinking about, I guess, really the rest of the season, but... Is it too late to, to sort of string together? To apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's always we know that. That's been settled. <laughs> is it too is it too late to string together something meaningful between now and the end of the year? Uh, like it, I know that they you know they're not going to make a tournament run or something like that. Well, I mean, I'll, although there's nothing it's not illegal or anything, they could. Uh, is it possible that everything has been? I'm asking. I'm not suggesting I know, I know. that it sucks that we have to couch like every every I time know. you make a ask a question or make a suggestion. I called the clown yesterday. Like, right, the next like six texts right. will be quit carrying. Yeah, yeah, like right. how dare you? Right, I'm <laughs> it's not. Like, All right, man. Well, you know where I stand on the coach step. Doesn't mean we can't ask the question. <laughs> can uh, Avery? Can you? Sp- do you mind why for the few minutes that you're you're here? To research the origins of, of referring to someone being an advocate as carrying water. You quit water carrying. I was accused of that yesterday, too. But is it. I can say it, with confidence you are not. You have not been carrying water for Kenny Payne this no, year. Well, I want to know the origins of this because I really would like to know has anyone ever really carried water? Like, what is what are we talking about? I assume Sarah. it just means somebody who's literally like the origins of it. Think of somebody who's an advocate for somebody. Like literally, somebody walking around and carrying their water for them. 
to see. It almost feels like a porter carrying luggage. You're like whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, like um, the a cup man for the Lord. You know what I mean? Like the 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 cup bearer. Hmm. If you're watching, I'll be interested in hearing. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. I, I would brought. I bring that up just to, like if it's is it in, in like, conceivable in your brain that. Not like he's going to walk into practice and just do sort of something magical, right? Uh, but uh, that everything is sort of as, as bad as it has been up to this point. But that if, if sort of one thing were to just nest, like just figure out something, some approach, some combination of people, maybe something is contagious and all of a sudden it's, it's just not the worst, right? And, so can we put anything together the answer is is in theory yes okay theoretically you can, right? theoretically you can salvage something from this season theoretically and that would honestly that would have to start tonight because the next two games yeah. are by far the most winnable games left on Louisville's schedule they have two home games against two very bad teams Georgia Tech has lost seven in a row nine out of ten. They have one win in conference, I believe. Uh, they're really bad. <laughs> Florida State is not much better. They're roughly the same. In fact, they have less wins on the season on Saturday. But these are two home games in a row we have against the rest of the bottom three or four of the ACC. It was those teams and Notre Dame and us. you know, And, and, and those are basically the bottom four. Uh, blew it against Notre Dame. These two games are left, and then it gets significantly more difficult to to dig out wins. I mean, they're on the road at Pittsburgh, and then they've got they're on the road at, at a ranked Miami team. Then they've got <clears throat> Virginia and Clemson coming in in consecutive games, and then they are on the road at Duke, Georgia Tech, have Virginia Tech back at home, and they're on the road at Virginia. So, like these two games, and then on the road at Georgia Tech are probably their best chances to win. Anything going forward, but we know it's not all about wins. It's about how they play. But if they end up, yeah, say this over and over again, if they end up two and twenty-nine, it's going to be hard to to parse any kind of goodwill out of the last part of the season or any kind of uh, progress. You know, if they want to salvage anything, they've got to start tonight, and I'm dubious. Dubious. That's credulous. Right, I, I would. I would like. I want to make an a, a, an admission here uh, about my own attitude towards the season and this team, Kenny, all of it. That earlier this year, if you were someone who called in, or you somebody who texted in, somebody on social media, you know, probably up until just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and started your your question or your comments about the team with, but what if they finish too and whatever? And I've been very wave hand, sure, you know, just sure. to, like I don't want to go there. I don't like this always. Like, let's address that at the end of the season. A big part of my lack of desire to even engage any of that discussion at all is because I just didn't think it was possible at all. And one of the things that I'm struggling with mightily. Right now, with what ten ish, eleven games go to go, 
Like I just is, listed them. And I'm still like uh, right. What well, is that? I I <laughs> I just did not think that it would stay as static as it has in terms sure. of the quality of play. Like I was convinced that things would progress enough that they would start winning some games at some point. And so while it is true that I still didn't think it was appropriate to be having conversations about what to do and uh, ultimate conversations about whether he should stay as a coach or any of that stuff earlier in the year, and I put it off, a big piece of what sort of was, was built into it was that I'll be able to avoid having that conversation. We will all be able to avoid having that conversation because at some point, the best version of this will will emerge, and, and it will at least be enough for us to 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 stand to talk about it and think about how can it improve and that sort of thing. I really did, and I am now after the 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 last week or so, especially the Notre Dame game, to be down thirty to Notre Dame. That's right. Uh, I know for the Pitt game that really registered with a lot of people, but for me the Notre Dame game was the one because that one felt like it took it took Louisville's effort to make it that bad too. Like Louisville had to contribute to the bad. Yeah, no, they couldn't do that on their own. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not capable of that on their own. And I, it, it dawned on me that I was like, they might actually do that. They might actually not win another game. Be, because there's – I think if you could grayscale Notre Dame in that game or, or blur them just the tiniest bit or whatever, it probably would be pretty difficult to tell what's different about this Louisville team now from games one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Like, the, it didn't look different. And I just didn't think it was humanly possible for that to be true. And, and that's, it was useful. I understand that. You know, it, it was similar to the overtures we had during the football season where it's like, look, if it's this bad all year, the conversations will happen. But we need to have a full season's worth of data points before I give you like a, that's it. It's over. Pull the plug. You know what I mean? And that's you'd like to talk about the whole season as a whole. And same with basketball. There's a lot more games, but that's the same general attitude. But at this point, when you're when you're two thirds through the season, basically where we're at right now, that's and, and there's no real tangible improvement. It's tough, and I don't blame anybody for for fast forwarding to the end of the year and saying, "Look, this is." Like, don't tell me they're going to win another game. They can't win. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that sentiment. Yeah, you're not saying nearly not, what you thought you were saying earlier when no, you say that now. You're not out of line yeah. at all for saying how – I mean, where are the wins on the schedule? And I'm telling you right now, the two most likely ones, and that's not to say that they're likely, Louisville will be an underdog in both of these games. They are these next two. That's the best shot they've got going forward. And And – if they come out tonight and lay a similar egg to what they did against a, a similarly bad Notre Dame team on Saturday, that's tough, man. That's going to be really rough, especially at home. It'll be tough to witness. And I think that they're in danger with – like I thought that everybody who was going to be out on this was out before the pit game, and I was wrong. There was another level of kind of anger or uh, – uh, emotion to to mine there i think there might be another level if you lose at home to josh pastor <laughs> like i really do think there might be whatever that level is i think there might be another crust to this you know what i mean mark like there might be another level to get to like everybody who's out or upset or angry isn't expressing it to their full level yet like you have another ring of people to possibly lose tonight i think so well it, 
it's it's like the the definition of getting clowned is losing to Josh Pastner. Like that's what that is. Uh, if that happens, not even a quote unquote. By the way, good it's probably Josh not extremely like professional of me or anything like that to say that about him. But there's just something about him and a handful of others, but him in particular, that I just can't take seriously at all. Almost no matter what he does, he's an unserious basketball coach. He is. It's hard to deal with. And I honestly, what's more with him is I try to imagine him like at the right hand of John Calipari. And they just don't seem like for all of Calipari's uh faults, he's a very charismatic person, you know, and, and has a certain style about him and the way he, he carries himself, and it seems like Pastner doesn't fit in there. You know what I mean? Like it would be like having a total square with with Ricky P. Like it just doesn't I don't know. Like, what would they talk about? What are we talking about? John Calipari, like, uh, talking about going to Malone's for a steak and some red wine, and Josh is like, I, it's, I've got a bag of Sour Patch. I'm good. Like, that's... We do know he loves candy. We do, which I love candy. I'm not slamming Right, that, that's the best part about Josh Pastor. <laughs> I have a sugar. I have a <laughs> right, sugar, too. Like, I'm the, least, the last please, to judge that. I am, I am the face of type 2 diabetes. Like, don't, you know, I'm not here criticizing anybody. It's just uh, an unserious person, really. In every way. All the way down Silly. to his, his welding mask. His welding mask. He's probably listening right now. Like, what did I do to these guys? He just spiked that welding mask. I'm a really nice person. He's guy. like, but I, what's wrong with candy? Right. Like, there is nothing wrong. I'm, I'm fearful about this one tonight. When I ought to be optimistic about this one tonight, relatively speaking. Uh, I'm, I'm fearful of it, not necessarily from uh, the, the basketball part, which I am. But just the the vibes that have that can emerge like this one I am fearful of as the place where it can get to where we're like it's going to turn to mockery. And I'm I'm Louisville fans, I'm I'm I am hopeful. Sure we're not there. Well outward yeah. mockery. Not on our show or message boards or such. Right. But you know, when you have a fan at the UK game goes like please go to Texas, I don't I hope that does not happen here. I don't want to see that sort of thing here. I don't. That I think is the sort of thing that shows up, and it's like it's a little bit of a reputation. Like you don't want fans here who are going to be permanent to have that kind of reputation. Wearing out, brown bags, outward. On their head, stuff I don't like know. That. That's pretty standard. But I'm I'm worried that a paltry crowd, if the game doesn't go particularly well, uh, that the like it becomes where they sort of turn on their own. I'm fearful of that happening. But it's not, it's not my job to prevent that. It's his. It's y'all's. But it's his in particular. But I am worried about that possibility being out there tonight. And it's ironic because we're talking about this is the game where they have the best chance, yeah. statistically at least, you would think, to, to get a win. But where that fear comes from, Mark, is that what do you really have to lose? You're expecting when you go out on the court with Virginia to get 30-pieced this year. What you can't stand, like, and that's not a good thing, and I'm not saying that that should be expectations, but that's a top 10 team in the country. You go on the road to Miami, they've done, they've embarrassed some teams that are better than you this year. That's fine. Well coached team, a little more acceptable. It's when you go out on the court against a team that's having a bad year uh, with a, a lame duck coach like Notre Dame. 
and you're down by 28 in the first half, that's where the fear comes from or the dread that you're talking about. Instead of being pumped like, all right, we got a shot at these two teams. Let's go out and take one tonight. In the back of your mind going, this is an opportunity for this team to get hurt again. <laughs> like This is an opportunity for this team to get embarrassed again. That's an awful state of mind. But I think that explains it. You know what I mean? Like most people are like, please don't lose to Josh Pastner. Not it's Which Josh Pastner. We got a shot. It's no, please don't lose. Always this dude. true. It's always true that Louisville fans will ask their coach, please don't lose to Josh Pastner. Yeah, and that's ne- that's never out of bounds. That that should always be an expectation. Right. The 2014 season when they lost to Josh Pastner here, uh, that I it kept me up. Like I just don't, I don't like him, and I don't take him seriously. But even like every once in a while, these things happen, right? Yeah, you I, beat I Rick for crying out that, for, that 2014 team. I thought was going to win the national championship again. The Georgia Tech team bus is going to pull up here in a few minutes. That's right. They're going to walk and in Josh and beat the hell out of it. Is going to come out of the bus and like knock on the window and be like, "Why? Why do you guys hate me so much?" Maybe if he brings us candy, maybe I'll sing a different tune. Yeah, if he goes next, if you're door, listening and you cream. want Josh Pastner to call in, now would be the time. <laughs> Let's open up the phones for Josh Pastner. And speaking of <laughs> the phones, I'll open up the phones. Maybe. Oh, what doesn't dangerous. work? It doesn't Look at do you it. This newfangled technology, right. you are dangerous. Well, I did it for those who I know. I tried for those who don't. Oh, I, I hit the, the wrong thing. For those who don't know, these these phones that are connected. In, in via the 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 studio to both sides of the producer also they're super duper insanely expensive and kind of rare that actually work with everything that we've got we we went a long time without you and I the hosts in the studio having a phone yeah. that we could use the and so we've been had re- their fingers on right it. we've the been uh, reduced to the the producers having to sort of manually do it all and just sort of react to what we do real quick and kind of intuit maybe what we're gonna do that's why sometimes maybe hang up a little too soon or, or let somebody hang on a little too soon because they don't know what we want well we got one now so one of you might have the honor of being the first person to get hung up on with the new phone we'll see there's it's probably gonna be you else so Sometimes it's good that we don't have control over the phones because I might accidentally hang up. Right. Like a lot of times, here's the thing. Whenever I hosted in the ESPN 680 studios, I could tell from the first tone of somebody's call, Me like too. I need to hover over the dump. <laughs> like I, because quite frankly, Save that, I, by just, way. I need to hover over the dump. <laughs> much like a porta potty, I needed to hover over the dump. But that's like, you know, it's, it's one of those things that. <laughs> You could tell in the ten, in the in the tenor normally in the tone where you're like, man, this guy could go off the rails anymore. Not like this guy could say something I disagree with. Like, no, this guy could get toxic. He's trying to try to run us fine. Yes, right. Uh, and then every once in a while, I'd accidentally be like, you know, and, and and hang up on somebody that was in the middle of making a good point. Um, that has not been a problem, Mark. I feel like. You might get – it's been so long since you've had one of these phones in the studio with you that you might misfire a few times early or get, become drunk with power immediately. Or it'll be one of those things where it's like when you're trying to turn something off, you make it louder, you yeah. make it worse. Like I'm really worried about that. Hit but, the wrong but, button. Yeah, but now, but now there's two people time. on. Yeah, I don't want any of that to happen either. But I am happy that we've got our phone uh, and that you guys are now back at my mercy instead oh, no. of the producer's mercy. If you've ever wondered why I'm like, thank you for the call. For everybody, that's, that's why. Because I don't, I'm not actually grateful that all of you call, I but am. that's the only way I can signal to the producer to hang up. Yeah, 
Now I don't have to. Now you'll know from here forward. If I thank you for calling, it's sincere. I'm it's grateful true, that you like called. I have to do the same thing on the post game. If I, I didn't, say, thank you, you for the call. Suck. Thank you for the call is our indicator. Like that's right. Please hang up. Get this guy. Get this man's off my phone. <laughs> Somebody come get your boy. My phone. <laughs> get your man's off this phone. Don't like people playing on my phone. It also happens to be a National Signing Day Part Two. Yeah. Today, uh, Louisville added at least one more. Mark, we had a signing day between the whistles. <laughs> we had a press conference between the whistles. You could actually, if they had done, if they had stuck with the Satterfield calendar, we would have had spring practice between the signing days. That's right. Because it had already been done. We'd be halfway through right That's now. That's right. <laughs> He's like, it's spring somewhere. It's spring somewhere. Y'all ever been to the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah. <laughs> spring somewhere, baby. All right, let's uh, let's take a little bit of an early break here. We will come back. Uh, we will talk a, a little bit more about uh, that National Signing Day and just sort of expectations now with, with a pretty good idea what Louisville's going to look like, uh, at least heading into spring, and some comments from Jeff Brom mm-hmm. uh, as well today as he spoke to, to the media. So we'll do all of that here. We'll take your calls, your texts throughout here on The Drive on FM Level. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. The phone lines, we'll open them up. 8150-939, that's uh, the number if you want to get in here. 3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line. Feel free to hit us up that way. Uh, as well on a uh, a day that I I thought he would try one more year, uh, but uh, it opened up with this is where almost all news that breaks now happens while I'm sitting in line to drop my kid off at school. It happened again. Well, uh, we got Jeff. Forty percent of your life is spent. That's in, true. In waiting in line so, somewhere. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, but the the news that uh, Tom Brady on his way out uh, of football now. Uh, he spent one night at that eighty for Brady. Uh, release yet last night he's like enough of this he got seduced by hollywood he's done i like, doubt that, that's what it was at all that's what it took just one one night at a premiere with sally with field Fonda. yeah and he's like, i'm out i'm out of here read him enough of this whatever it was whatever the, i don't even know so it's it's funny to me just how many different ways you can sort of stack up his statistics to show how absurd he is almost all of it though uh in terms of like the distance between him and everybody else and all these different categories is because of longevity. But they won all the time. System quarterback, Mark. Like no matter what, they won all the time. 21 seasons, 
20 years uh, where he is a starter, they did not have a losing record. Like that is it's nuts. just about impossible. Everybody has a year where sort of things just fall, fall off completely, or a bunch of people get hurt, and you just sort of have to go through the motions so you can get healthy. Like it, it never happened. But I thought Drew kind of did make an interesting point about him, uh, at least a little bit uh, th- this morning that. He, there's nothing about him that's like overwhelming physically, you know. Like Lamar is an absurd athlete, you know. He has physical stature, like you know, various things that you know, some sort of crazy mobile quarterback or, or like he didn't do any one thing physically that wowed you at all. You know, Jordan take off in the free throw line. What like he just, but he he Did was he like, like the cannon on. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Just relentlessly stable. Yeah, you know, never, ever, ever, Efficient. ever any different, and never really making terribly uh, bad mistakes. There's certainly way fewer mistakes than anybody else uh, at that position for a very, very, very long time. And to the end, 45 years old this year, set the record for completions and attempts in a season, and didn't was heaving bombs to Mike Evans. Yeah, when we've seen co- quarterbacks who looked much older when they were much younger. Who, who lost that arm to a far larger degree. We might even be seeing it with Russell Wilson right now. Uh, an, an, just an absolutely insane career. He had a better arm at 45 than Pennington had at 23. I mean, <laughs> and I love Chad. <laughs> no, with, with, look, Brady, I'm, I'm not going to – I can't sit here and heap unending praise on him, but it's, it's simply dishonest not to say that he was the best to ever do it. And I held on to my belief that Manning was better um, for a long time. I thought the Matt Castle year was like a great vindication at that time. You know what I mean? Where I was like, look, anybody can they take miss 10 wins. Come right. on. You know, it's, it's just bad luck they missed the playoffs. But look, they looked fine with Matt Castle. Like, stop selling me the Brady nonsense. Uh, and then quickly it was just made to look a fool. In the ensuing years, you know the the Moss the Moss year where he unlocked like the prolific statistical side of his uh, his ability and kind of took that game manager moniker and just threw it in the trash in the time of one season, you know, in the span of one season, um, and was statistically better for the rest of his career after that. I mean, obviously, never hit those. Him and Randy Moss together was you know hibachi, but. It, there's just no other way to put it. He's a winner. Hibachi. Yeah. As an adjective? Mm-hmm. Describing what? David, no, okay, not, not an, an adjective. It's, it's not a noun. Adjective. Yeah. It's a noun. But, like, you know, like you know, Gilbert Arenas was hibachi because it's so hot. I got you. Get in, I didn't know what we were getting at. Hit that. You know what I mean? It's just like it's – you throw that oil and those veggies and the meat and the hibachi. Have you ever seen that smoke and heat and Never everything? once not been thoroughly – uh, just overjoyed with the onion volcano oh, yeah. every time. I know it's coming. Yeah. I know what they're going to do. I love it every time. How many times do you get like, I a, feel like a child in your pocket? Like I should just have a, you know, bib tucked into my oh, collar. Yeah. Like I'm just through every time I see that stupid volcano. I do, I do too. I do. Like just cook that, cook Luke that does steak too. in front of me, man. Uh, that's exactly right. It's the just only, it. right, right. Just I would never it. want you to like cut my steak up into bites for me, mom. But when they do it like that, totally fine. Do it. Please I miss it. hibachi so much. I can't have it. I was about to say everything's cross contaminated. Like yeah, that's what I was about to say when you said cross contaminated. I miss it so much. 
It, are you a, especially susceptible to cross? Like, I don't understand. What's, no, like, oh, yeah. it, I'm allergic to everything. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. she's allergic to I everything. That's why. So, so, like, all one of the things seafood the they way. throw in there. Oh, I, I was, I had allergy testing one day. No. And I found out I was allergic to cockroaches, which means I can't have shellfish, which means I have to be very careful with regular seafood because they're all processed it's in all the together. same place. Yeah. So I might as well not even eat seafood. And yeah, it's. It's very sad, and a lot of like Asian cuisines, um, they use peanut oils, and I have to be very careful with that as well. It's very sad. I hey, miss hibachi so much. It really is a sad story. Every time you start telling own. about all the stuff you can't eat, I get sad for you. It's it's just called I'm allergic to life. <laughs> You're allergic to life. <laughs> I can have oranges. Isn't everyone allergic to cockroaches though? No, because it's the Gross. enzyme. Indiana Jones is not. <laughs> There's. They're so gross. They really are. They're really disgusting. And in Florida, they fly. Yeah, they're terrifying. Every time you get near the coast, they're always they're doing something new. I don't trust it. I don't like it. Like the new evolution cockroaches. Like give me the cockroaches that six 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 legs down. Don't get up. <laughs> Stay down there. Don't you come flying at me. But yeah. So look. Obviously, Tom Brady's the goat. I will begrudgingly say it. Uh, peace and chicken grease. Get out of the league. Uh, I don't ever want to see you again unless you want to come back and be really, really bad for somebody. And I can point and laugh. Be great. But I wonder, like, I don't want to speak too much to the man's personal relationships, but did he come back for this year? Like, was it worth it to torch his entire, like, personal life, basically? I've loved uh it's better to be feared seth wickersham's book on the yeah. whole patriots dynasty right yeah. up until his exit you know from from new england it's great and one of the things that comes through loud and clear there is that he's just insanely competitive and and he won that divorce going away like not the, not his actual divorce. i was about to say no he did not his professional okay. divorce i'm sorry no, that was bad fine. timing for that analogy but no professionally he won the bill belichick you know tom brady split obviously um well, just to, to whatever extent you, anyone is motivated by someone doubting you, yeah. he is, I think, uncomfortably, it's a little irrationally motivated. Jordan's levels by that, yeah, yeah. yeah and I took that personally. Anything, yeah. right? Like like that, and I think that that was uh, a part of what drove him. Really, from the get go, in that book, there's a story where he's at, he's at Michigan. He sort of loses, he's losing his job to hints, yeah. and they have him talk with a sports psychologist guy, and the sports psychologist kind of picks up on this about him and basically tells him lots of things I can't say on the radio. You're a whiner. If you don't like it, he'll leave. And that pissed him off enough to stay. And this sort of launched him to so, what it was. Are we crediting that sports psychologist with, with Brady and what Brady became? Uh, yeah. I stay I'll take at it. Brady at Michigan. Whatever hey, it was, right? It worked. Is. That's not Avery. By the way, <laughs> if, if this basketball season is depressing to you, and it is, I think, to just about everyone except Jerry Eves. If if this is is depressing to you, knowing that your team is about to potentially go from Tom Brady to Kyle Trask, that is the abyss. That is rock bottom. We had st- it was going to be Brady to Stidham before the Cam Newton thing happened. So I don't know what you're better like Cam Newton or Stidham. <laughs> yeah. Or you can just be a Jets fan and go from Kyle Trask to Kyle Trask every year. You know. <laughs> Is it's Mike like White going to play this year, Biscuit? It's like when you save files on your computer with the same name and it just puts like the one or two in parentheses <laughs> yeah, after. It's like right. Kyle Trask, Kyle Trask 1, Kyle, Kyle Trask, Trask 2. Yeah, right, yeah. We've just been right. having Kellen Clemens over and over again. <laughs> Man. <laughs> we we got to find you and I. we got to spend some time. What 
NFL franchises have the saddest litany of quarterbacks like in their past because some obviously some franchises like green bay they have very little. incredible yeah, right they, they have f- what four hall of famers or three yeah and then I, there's it's it's the jets it's basically the, the 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 basic it's the browns jets lions you know like in in it's hard with tampa bay because they've they've had tom brady you know but comparing what he did to yeah Everybody before him gives you a pretty accurate picture of what that quarterback situation was before him. Um, others have had at least one great quarterback. You know, like the Cardinals have had at least they, they had the the great Warner resurgence. You know, and it's those three that I mentioned that are worse. I feel like that, just that, that Browns jersey that you that used yeah, to have. Yeah, it's it's like couch, quarterback <laughs> starts with couch and just goes from there. And it was awful before that. Like you have to go to the auto autogram, you know, before the NFL was the NFL. I did not have two autogram references uh, today in mind at all when I woke up this morning. But you just mentioned autogram, and uh, Russo and Mike Francesa yeah. were together on first take today, and uh, Chris Russo dropped a very, very, very Chris Russo. What about autogram? And talking about best quarterbacks of all time, my Chris Russo needs some work. But like Chris, tell me everything that Autogram did well. Yeah, what about like, him? Please, yeah, yeah, what exactly. about him? I hate, I love when people do stuff like that. It's like, dude, you weren't there either. <laughs> a couple of uh, texts, Bernie Kosar, you know. A couple of texts into the UPS jobs text line. I saw a cockroach so big in Florida once. I didn't kill it because I would have to clean up. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> yeah, what you're talking like, about. Pay, like try to oh, scoop it towards so, somebody else. You know what my dad when driving around if something like eat the windshield, you know, explode on your windshield, whatever. You know what my dad would always say. Bet he won't have the guts to do that again. That's like my dad's favorite dad joke. That's a solid one. It, it really I, so, I thought so too. I it remember really it fondly. Trust me. Uh, is somebody throwing the bears in the ring? Like the bears have a they have a mention there for sure. They they no no four thousand yard passer in franchise None. history. Yeah. The only franchise that doesn't have one. Yeah, and the Jets only one is Namath. So. <laughs> Texture said Fear Factor contestants are not allergic to cockroaches. I you would hope. I love this one because the texture is not saying this, but when you read it. Kind of sounds like it. Sounds like he's saying, I'm allergic to cockroaches and I eat shellfish all the time. My daughter, too. It sounds like he's saying, I eat shellfish and my daughter. That's not what he's the saying. The comma. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> word order. It's a syntax. It's a funny thing. It is. It is. So kudos uh, to, to Brady on a career that is now finally over with almost 90,000 passing yards. Just shy of 90,000 passing yards. 9,000 yards ahead of the person behind him. That's insane, man. And two I two that, full Hall of Fame careers. Yeah, he did. Just he like did. Andy Reid has had two full Hall of Fame careers, both in Philadelphia and, and Kansas City. It's basically like he had Eli Manning's whole career in his first handful of years, and then Kurt Warner's whole career in the back end. And then you add in a couple extra you know, Super Bowl titles. <laughs> but statistically, you know, like Eli Manning, uh, more of a game manager type. Had moments of brilliance and won two Super Bowls out of it, you know. And then, and then he had his second win, and you know, he's a statistical like Brady became a statistical phenomenon on top of being a winner. Uh, and then also, you really can't even combine two because on top of all of that, there's more Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, those two together are not less than half. Well, and in the NFL, from almost from its inception, there really has been something of kind of a cap on what one quarterback can really do in terms of winning quarterbacks, and it's four. 
and there are a handful that that, that have four. And then Brady just blasts her all the yeah. way through that. Has, Bradshaw, Montana, yeah, but that, that was it. I think that's the, the, all that have four. But like yeah. that was where you got capped out, and of course he almost yeah. doubles. Uh, that very well might have. Uh, and interesting to see a guy who went from they played around him when he was very young and they were an extremely good defensive team and just enough offense and yeah. he was a game manager you know and all that sort of he thing. was the dreaded game match he was when he was younger to the one you were talking about where when they gave him one wide receiver or one decent tight end that they just exploded in yeah. and then it basically became we'll only pay you and it'll all be ups delivery guys after that chris hogan uh, if you think a quarterback list for some franchises is bad, the list of people that Brady won a Super Bowl with, it's almost like some of those early LeBron Cavs teams. Philip Dorsett. Right? <laughs> like David Givens. Yeah. Rache Caldwell. It's rough. See, at least and when I he was Rache younger, like he I played had... high school football with his brother. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, at least when like his first couple of Super Bowls, he had Deion Branch and Troy Brown. You know, like a, a couple of legitimate weapons. And then it was like Jabbar Gaffney <laughs> a couple years later. Oh, Jamar Gaffney. <laughs> it devolved. I love Jamar Gaffney, too. Yeah. 81-50-93-9. That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. 38-31-93-9. Last thing before we move off, Brady, really quickly. Either of you know the, the who led the league in passing the last year he wasn't an active player in the NFL? So we're talking 1999. I'm just going to say Montana. Montana have been retired for a very long time by 99. Oh, I thought you meant like the career leader. No, no, no. Oh, no okay. No, no. The, who led the league in passing the year before? So I think that was a year before Warner uh, led the league in passing. Yes, it was. Um, it wasn't Bulger. That was that was a couple years later. Uh, 99. I'm the literally like the one person in America who just hates Kurt Warner because that 2000 team broke my heart. Beat the Bucks in the NFC Championship game 11 to 6. I'm guessing was, you're asking for Cole a reason. No, nope. Culpepper was a couple years Brad, later. Brad Johnson, was he in the league by then? Yeah. Rich Gannon. So this, that's a really good guess. And Terry it's, Collins, it's no. basically other Rich Gannon. Yeah. Uh, Steve Berline. Steve Berline. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, I, the, that was the family of Not very far from Steve right. Berline to Rich Gannon. No, it's not. They're right? cousins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, exactly. And like uh, Brunel's like in that family, too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be one of those guys. The late 90s, like... Second-tier quarterbacks. 81 50 for the UPS Jobs uh, text line. Louisville going to take on Georgia Tech tonight, whether any of us like it or not. Uh, is there any possibility in your your mind? <laughs> that, that, uh, that line. That's, <laughs> I like to say that. Like when we're not. all dreading something, let's just own it. Uh, it's entirely possible. Just... Bear with me, folks. <laughs> you have to qualify every time we talk about this. Team. Well, like, Georgia Tech is super bad, too. They're not good. Like, real bad also. They've lost, what, eight in a row? They've lost seven in a row and nine out of ten. They just lost to Duke by 43. Seems good. And Duke's not even full strength right now. They lost by they lost to Clemson the game before by twenty one. They lost to Syracuse the game before that by seventeen, by twelve, by eleven. Now they had one point lost to Notre Dame. Ugh. Eleven point loss to Florida State. They have a just a bizarre win over Miami early in the look. This is a bad team. The point is, it's possible that they could just Georgia Tech it up, and Louisville might actually win this game without real. But if Louisville were to play like they did against Western, they'll beat the crap out of this Georgia Tech team. 
uh, you and know, so the question is, like, if if something like that happens tonight, God forbid, we have a little bit of optimism, or at least can just conceive of a positive situation happening. Okay, what if they just shoot the lights out? Don't do anything else better, but the threes just fall. It happens. It happened in the Western game. That's yeah. That's that's. Let's just say they go the like problem, twelve for yeah. nineteen from three. They win by fourteen tonight. Are people just going to wipe this one out like immediately? Like one game, almost no matter what, right, is not going to be enough for anyone to even start moving wherever they are in their kind of assessment of the team, right? Like I can't think of. I don't think so. I don't. I. I don't think it's enough. You know, especially if it's that nature. Because I talked about that after the Western game. I said, "Look, I'm really happy that they won the game. Uh, I'm just worried that it's not." sustainable and there's not much I can read from this because they shot so damn well. I mean, it's not to discount their ball movement because they got more open looks. That game, they were taking better shots, but they were also just unconscious. So it was hard for me to kind of gather too much from that win. It's the same way I looked at uh, – it wasn't – obviously it wasn't an Notre Dame game. Um, what was the – we were ahead at halftime. Sometime. Boston College? I think it was BC. Um and I, I highlighted the the shooting percentages because at that point we were shooting like sixty five percent from the field and sixty percent from the three point line, and I was like, man, like I'm happy and they seem like they have more pep in their step, but this seems very unsustainable, <laughs> you know. Like if they if they come down to earth at all, like all of a sudden we're gonna be down by ten, and that's what happened. You know, we did everything else the same way and we stopped shooting the ball well. So those are the type of things that, as much as anything, when a team is not a consistently good shooting team, when they have a night like that, it's hard to like come away with positive vibes. Like I'm happy for them if they win, if that's what it looks God, like. Isn't doesn't this just feel terrible? Yes, Mark. To be in a well, generally uh, yes, yes, it but does. In, no, in this one right, <laughs> what what you're doing right here because yeah. you're right, but this sucks because we're saying like, man, if they shoot the ball really well tonight, we're all gonna be. Suspicious, right? Like that sucks, man. I don't want to be that way. I don't. But but there are a di- there's a different way they could win. That I'm that I'm not gonna like that everybody's not gonna just immediately throw it out. What Georgia Tech forfeits, right? If they come out and they they, they get lost, they don't turn the right. They Josh Pastor just like wandering the like the under tunnels up at, to at the Yum Center, like he just can't get up there. Pulls up to Freedom Hall. <laughs> You know, Josh Pastor's going to go to the welders convention like Josh, in town. Right. Like he just puts the the he address. Up in Harbor Freight. He just puts the mask. address in ways, and he just picks the wrong building, yeah. and he just doesn't even double check it. They're at the Kentucky Center for He's the like, Arts. Looks, this is a big arena. There's no way this isn't right, right? <laughs> like Bellarmine it must be early. Right team. Yeah, uh, but you know, if they come out and they they don't turn the ball over, they play better defense. If they, they come rebound, out, if they now, do all these, if they do all these, if they come out and don't turn the ball over. It'll be the first time I ever will have actually considered this is a deep fake. That's what I would think. <laughs> you just I'd be like, this wouldn't is, believe any of this. Yeah, this is CG. This is not happening. But you know, like that's like that's you know you know when you when you cheat on, on a test or something. I don't know what you're talking like, about. This is what I hear. <laughs> I you might have they, heard from your cooler friends. Are they going to come out here? They're going to take my de- my, my <laughs> degree now. Yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> former graduate. I don't need <laughs> Take my name off the football That's wall. Right. I don't need that in my life, Mark. That's all I got. 
like yeah. retroactively hit Charlie's graduation rate. <laughs> and then and then that triggers Charlie not actually getting some bonus. So then U of L has to send Charlie to collections. Yeah, that's to right. Get the that's right. They go to court. No. That's how you bring Charlie back to Louisville. Is he come with my ass? <laughs> That's how you get him back in this city. But you know, like when you when you you cheat off of somebody like on a test or something, you had to make a few changes to make it look realistic. So it's yeah. not like if Lula shot the lights out, like settle down, guys. Let's make this believable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, make it look good. Lose some of that money back to him. You know what I mean? Birdhead Ryan, you're the first. Uh, you're the first caller on the new phone, and I think I did this right, buddy. Welcome in the drop. What's up? Hey, hey guys. So, can you guys double check this stat for me? Because I'm going to be at the game, and I'll be happy to yell this the entire game. Do we do we have Georgia Tech's team beat on APR? Is it, isn't that what Passioner yelled? What yes, it sure is. It sure is. He was yelling APR, APR, and I'm like, what? This was, I think, first or second year when he was a Memphis that's right. coach at the Yum Center. And maybe that's something we can beat them on tonight is the APR. But I have no idea what our APR is and, and what theirs is, but – if somebody could look that up and tell us, I'd be happy to yell at all game. I'll jump off. Appreciate it, Bernard Ryan. Thank you so much uh, for the call, buddy. It really is such a nerd move. Like, can uh, all of you listen? You've got plenty of time if you're listening before tonight's game. Uh, do we have any of our like stump the gas bag prizes? We got something. I um, mean, yeah, we can find some in the right. back, like t-shirts, two koozies, pieces, two pieces to this here. We will give a stump the gas bag prize. We gotta hold on to those. To we're, someone we're... who goes to the game tonight, are we? Do, do we even do signs at the Yum Center? They're not allowed everywhere. But if if Louisville has a higher APR than Georgia Tech, and you put that on a sign at tonight's game, we will hook you up. We'll get you something. Yeah, I want that on a sign, but only if it's true. Don't don't shame us that way too. Actually, I would love you to say that even if it's not true, just because I want just to put it on there and see because I knows. want him to re- I want him to respond to it. I want him to once again be caught like. Trash talking about academics in a Georgia Tech Louisville game. Wasn't there a weird major at Georgia Tech that we discovered like no, a year? No, it was so Virginia. Ago? They had a commerce major. Yeah, Georgia Tech, Tech has something. a lot of the different engineering well, I mean, yeah, majors. Texas A and M with all the ones that are that are meat, they're meat related. They're the ones with weird degrees. Yeah, I love it. Meat judging. Yeah, like I act like I wouldn't get that degree. What if I lived in Texas? Von Miller majored in something. Maybe he's a football player, so they just gave me probably Kate class. But he had like some weird major at AM. How is that not AM? It's like jazz leading. <laughs> How is that not what they lead with in recruiting? Yeah. Like you can, you come, can you just come major in steak. You can major in steak. <laughs> Be a great degree to get. I mean, if I had thought about like deeper about that, I probably would have ended up going to like AM and dying of a heart Major in steak. Yeah. Right. All right, we will be right back here uh, when we come back. We'll hear a, a little bit of what Jeff Brom had to say today as Louisville adds a little bit more uh, to the roster with the, the spring assigning period. We'll talk about some of that and some expectations heading into spring and for next year on the drive and I found the bill. Be right back.